Welcome. You are listening to the Upper Room Podcast. For more information or to donate to this ministry, visit URFellowship.com. Welcome LMA. LMA hasn't been here for a while, but blessings on you. It's, you are beautiful, and it's so great to have you in our midst today. So, welcome, Shine Podcast listeners. It's Beth. Oh, oh wait. I, I would much rather be in the podcast studio with my hoodie on and a messy bun and sweats than up here. This is not... I don't like the video, and Rob knows that, but he's got it pointed towards me today. (laughs) But it's uh, so great to be here. If you are new and this is your first time here, um, Chris is our teaching pastor, and like Emily said, Chris and Kate are away in Florida for a much-needed vacation with their girls, so happy, happy to do this for Chris. I wore my heels, so I would be as tall as him. I have better hair than him. But come back next week. Um, he's amazing, and you want to check him out. So it's going to be fun today. I wore heels, so I wouldn't be comfortable, and I won't keep you long. So <laughs> I'm like, can I wear my most uncomfortable shoes I have? So everybody loves a good superhero story. Good versus evil. It's been around since Genesis. Good versus evil. Now, that story has been told over and over and over again with different characters and different seasons and different methods. Most, most recently in the Marvel movies, how many of you have watched any of the Marvel, Marvel movies? Just some heads. How about Star Wars, Lord of the Rings? I, you guys raise your hand, right? So um, I have two boys and a daughter, and I gave up on the Marvel, Marvel movies. I told Mark, you, you take them. I'm not, I'm not going to any more of them. <laughs> but then during COVID, Jaden said, Mom, let's watch all the Marvel movies in order. And so we did. We checked them all off. So they're superheroes and villains using their superpowers to either save or destroy the world. They're, they have super strengths. Speed, strength, agility, stamina, enhanced senses. Or they have a super weapon, a cape, a glove, a really cool suit, a hammer. You guys can fill in the blanks, right? That do marvelous things. And if I were to ask you, if you had any, if you could pick any superpower in the world, what would it be? So just don't say it out loud, but just close your eyes and say, hmm, I'm thinking of like Black Widow and how she does cartwheels and (laughs) karate chops and (laughs) leaps and I can barely do a a cartwheel myself. Can you think of something that looks fun? And you're like, hmm, I I would like that. Well, guess what? You actually do have a superpower. All of us have a superpower. And this power is so strong, it holds life 
and death. And that is the power of your tongue and your words. Proverbs 18.11 says, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. What kind of fruit are you producing with your words? We're going to talk about that today. We're going to look at the book of wisdom and see what it has to say about the power of our words. We're going to look at the ways villains use their words and superheroes use their words. And we're also going to look at ways that you can resist words that are used against you. So we're going to look at Proverbs. And you probably got a little sheet. Jaden looked at this. She's like, oh my gosh, Mom, that's a lot of verses. I know there's lunch, so we're not going over every single one of these verses. But I wanted to give you these verses on one sheet of paper. They're in the book of Proverbs. And they're very powerful. Proverbs 4:24. Keep your mouth free of perversity, keep corrupt corrupt talk far from your lips. Proverbs 10:11. The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. Proverbs 11:11. 11, 11. Through the blessings of the upright, a city is exalted, but by the mouth of the wicked, it is destroyed. Proverbs 14.3, a fool's mouth lashes out with pride, but the lips of the wise protect them. The soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. Proverbs 16.24, Gracious words are like a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. Proverbs 25, 25, like cold water to a weary soul is, a good, is good news from distant land. Proverbs 26, 28, a lying tongue hates those it hurts and a flattering mouth works ruins. I encourage you to take this home and read all of these verses. Pull out your Bible, underline them, and pay attention to what is assigned to those words. There's adjectives, there's adverbs, there's descriptions about the power of our words. James 3, 3 through 12 also talks about how strong our tongue is. When we put bits into the mouth of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants it to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and it itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. 
With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth comes praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can, I, can a salt spring produce fresh water. Those are pretty powerful words. So today, we really need to determine, are we going to be a superhero with the words that we use, or are we going to be a villain? Let's talk about villains. Villains gossip. Proverbs 11.13 says, A gossip betrays a confidence, but a trustworthy person keeps a secret. Proverbs 16.28, A perverse person stirs up conflict, and gossip separates close friends. Proverbs 18.8, The word of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the inmost parts. You may think if you're listening to gossip but you're not saying anything that it's not affecting you, but those words that you're listening to are going in to your innermost being and they impact the way you see people. Proverbs 20:19, a gossip betrays the confidence, so avoid anyone who talks too much. And then when we look in the New Testament, It's very interesting when they're talking about gossip, the list of things that it's lumped in with. In Romans 1.29, they have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. They are gossips. That's in there. Gossips in there with murder, strife, deceit, depravity, malice. 2 Corinthians 20, 12, 20. For I am afraid that when I come, I may not find you as I want you to be, and you may not find me as you want me to be. I fear that there may be discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, slander, gossip, arrogance, and disorder. Gossip, fits of rage, selfish ambition. Arrogance, disorder. So when it comes to gossip, you know, I've found this to be true, that we judge ourselves by our intentions, and we judge other people by their actions. And of course, I always have good intentions. So even if my actions don't look that great, my intentions were good. So how could anyone misunderstand me? But that's not what we do. We judge ourselves by our intentions. We judge others by their action. So maybe we should start giving people the benefit of the doubt. Maybe we should assume the best about people. You may be thinking, you may have a coworker who's late all the time to work, and you may be thinking, they don't care about their job. They're lazy. They're sloths. They're, they're terrible. And then you're late to work. I got caught by a train. I had to help my mother who was injured. (laughs) I'm self-righteous. But you, you're a sloth. 
Let's start assuming the best about people. Another thing about gossip is I have found that you should go straight to the source. So instead of talking about other people or getting questions or getting information, how about you go straight to the source? I've, I've practiced this at work. We have a saying. I say, that's a really great question to ask so-and-so. Stop it right there. Don't engage in that dialogue, but send them to the source. And also, when we talk about gossip, I think, what's, what's the litmus test for gossip? Because it's not like we never talk about people in our lives ever. What, it could be good stuff, but I always put the litmus test of, if I had a video recording on me, and someone, I had to sit in the room while that video got played back to that person, would I be proud of what I said, or would I be ashamed? And if there's any hint of, oh my gosh, I don't want them to know I said that, then I should not be saying that. And villains love to gossip. Villains also use words as weapons of destruction. Say this with me. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's a lie. The Bible says it's a lie. When you look at these verses in Proverbs, it says words can be used as weapons. They're swords, they're clubs, sharp arrows, a stone in a sling, a thorn, blows. And guess what those weapons do? They destroy neighbors. They overthrow a city. They break bones. They ruin reputations. They stir up anger. They scorn justice. They snare the soul. They bring death. Villains' words can bring destruction, deceit, violence, foolishness, contention. Pretty serious, huh? Let's look at superheroes. Superheroes speak life. You know, the Bible tells us in Genesis that when God spoke, he created the world. He spoke things into existence. And Genesis also tells us that we were created in the image of God. So we should think about that. God spoke and the world was created. And we're created in the image of God. What does that mean about our words? Romans 4, 17 says, the end of that verse says, Speak what is not at though, as though it is. That's a fascinating verse to me. God was talking about Abraham. God called Abraham the father of many nations when he was, had no kids and was not a father. He spoke that. What if we started thinking, speaking things that were not as though it is? Are we calling out the good in people? Are we looking for gold? If you're looking for gold, guess what you're doing? You're digging and you're slinging dirt over your shoulder while you look for gold. 
My son, who's 23 now, he's a big kid, if you know him. He was rough when he was little. And so I would try to speak to him over everything he touched. I'd say, gentle, Jacob, gentle. We'd be petting the cat. He'd be like, I'm like, gentle, you're gentle, you're gentle. He wasn't acting gentle at that moment, but I was speaking that over him. You are gentle, you are gentle, you are gentle. Well, if you know Jacob as an adult, his spirit is very gentle. His body may not be caught up with that yet. (laughs) But he has a very gentle spirit. And I believe because I spoke that over him and over him and over him, you're gentle, you're gentle, that he grew up with a gentle spirit. I used to tell my boys stories about themselves, stories about Marvin and Melvin. I actually have a Jacob and a Jordan But I would tell them stories about Marvin and Melvin and how nice and kind they were and how they were so organized and how (laughs) they were helpful and delightful and looked out for people. They knew those stories were about them. And they're like, Mom. And Mark was like, what? Who are you talking about? (laughs) I'm like, Melvin and Marvin. Jaden, uh, maybe it's because she has big brothers. She she doesn't she doesn't like to share her food so much because they like to steal her food. And I'll be like, "Hey, can I have a bite of that?" And she'll be like, she'll tear off this little, little tiny corner and be like, "Here's a crumb, mom." <laughs> so I started speaking life over her. You are generous. <laughs> You're so generous. You are generous. The other day, she went out, she went to dinner with a group of friends. They were going to dinner to this restaurant that I thought, oh, she probably needs more than 20, 20 bucks because, you know, it's probably 15 for a plate and then a tip. And so I gave her $40. <clears throat> and when she came, I figured she'd need like 25 And she came home and, and she said, I said, where's the change? She said, I gave it to the waitress as a tip. And I said, oh, she said, Mom, I'm generous. <laughs> Superheroes make declarations over their lives, over their circumstances, over their loved ones. This Bible, speak this over yourself. Dig into the word, underline verses. Look at your circumstances. What does, the God, what does the God of our universe say about us? We need to start speaking this over our lives, over our circumstances, over our loved ones. <clears throat> when I was 16 years old, I was taking a lifeguard. I took the lifeguard certification to become a lifeguard. <clears throat> I was a really strong swimmer. I was on swim team. I thought I was going to drown in the middle of Firestone Pool taking my test. That was back before they used rescue tubes and they did these cross chest carries and I had to cross chest this big lanky guy and they started rolling me in the water. And I thought, oh my gosh, it flashed. My life flashed before my eyes. I'm like, drowned in the middle of lifeguard certification at Firestone Pool. (laughs) And the way the tests work is we'd all be in one locker room and they'd call one person out at a time and then you'd go in the other locker room and wait. 
And so there was a lot of waiting. And that whole time, I was sitting there. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Speak life over your circumstances. With God, I am more than a conqueror. My God, who gives generously, supplies all my needs. For I have a spirit of a sound mind. If God is for me, who can be against me? Speak words from the Bible over yourself, over your circumstances, over your loved ones. Superheroes use words to build others up and encourage others. When you read these, I encourage you to take out a pen or a highlighter and highlight the word, the descriptive words that talk about our words. Wisdom, righteousness, sweetness to the soul, health to the bones, tree of life, good fruit, the well of life, choice silver, goodness. Superhero words can exalt a city, promote health, disperse knowledge, give joy, preserve life, deliver souls, uses knowledge, teaches and instructs, keeps a soul from trouble. That's a lot different than what a villain uses words for. So how can you resist evil words that are spoken against you? Raise your hand if you've ever had someone say something to you that was not nice or that stung. We have power over those words. First of all, you need to be aware of the words that you're listening to. You need to know your kryptonite. What kind of songs are you listening to and singing along to? There are some really fun pop songs out there, or jazz, or rap, or whatever. There's, there's some good music out there. And I drive Jaden crazy, because we'll be in the car listening to something, and we're singing along, and I'm like, wait a minute. What are they talking about in this song? She's like, Mom, can't you just enjoy the music? And I'm like, no, I can't. I need to know what they're saying. I love when a new album comes out. I love to look at the lyrics. What are they saying in this song? Do I need to be singing the song out loud or should I not be? Pay attention. What are you listening to? What kind of news are you listening to? What kind of podcasts are you listening to? Those words can impact you. You need to be aware of how they impact you. What are you writing or reading? You can speak words that have power. You can get online and you can type words that have power. You need to be aware and you need to know what your kryptonite is. If you can't listen to something without it negatively affecting you, maybe you shouldn't be listening to that. You can also rebuke words that are coming towards you. I've taught my kids this, and now they use it against us. (laughs) Whenever somebody said something nasty in our house, I'd say, I rebuke that in Jesus' name. 
Straden says that sometimes. I rebuke that. I will not accept that. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I taught her that. Don't accept it. If you're, when I'm at work, I don't say, I rebuke that in Jesus' name. I just say, I cancel that. <laughs> I'm not accepting that. You have the power to let those curses drop and not stick to you. Sometimes, though, we haven't been aware of that, and we've let words stick to us. We've let them damage us. We've let them affect us deeply. And if you've done that, if you've made agreements with words that were spoken against you, I want you to know that Jesus can heal you. When I was probably in first grade, I played softball. I was an athlete. I played many sports. Softball was not my sport. I played right field. And every time, if the ball ever did come to right field, I never caught it. I had to run after it. And then I would always throw it to first base. But the problem was the batter was running to second base. It was not a good experience. Experience. Our team was huckled in a lab with his really ugly gray-green shirts. I still remember it. And we lost almost all of our games. But the one game that we won, I was, in, I was at the farm with my mom and the rest of my siblings, and we got to the game late, like the last inning. And we won that game, and we were going to go to ice cream to celebrate. And this one little girl put her hand on her hip and said, why does she get to go? She doesn't deserve to go. That stung me. My personality is I'm a producer. I want to be valued. And those words in first grade hurt me. I remember I was so upset. Like, I stayed in my room for two days after that. And my mom's like, what is wrong with you? What's the matter? I don't understand. And I was just so devastated by those words. And I think if you sit here long enough, you can think of something that someone said to you that hurt and stung, and started to tell you who you were, or who you should be, or who you couldn't be. You don't have to let those words sting you. You don't have to let them impact the rest of your life. Jesus wants to heal those words. He wants to speak the truth over you when lies have been spoken over you. So I want you to do that right now. I just want you to close your eyes. And if you have had words that have been spoken over you that still sting, I want you to just visualize those words in your hand. Those words that are kryptonite to you. And then I just want you to visualize Jesus coming 
and taking those words from your hand and just rubbing his hands on those words and them disintegrating and falling like dust to the ground. And just take your hands and shake off that dust. You do not have to let words that villains used against you impact you any longer. We have a sozo ministry here at the upper room. It's inner healing meeting, inner healing. Lynn's up here at front. Raise your hand, Lynn. If you've had words that are preventing you from being who you need to be, that are holding you back, I would just encourage you to sign up for a sozo session and get to the bottom of that and release that. So there's no power over you from villains that spoke death over you. Superheroes also know their power. Proverbs 11.11 Though the blessing of the upright, a city is exalted, but by the mouth of the wicked, it is destroyed. This is a really fun story. Jaden and I love Columbiana. We should be on the tourist committee. And we, we drive through Columbiana and we say, we have the best city We have the best park. This is the best pool. There are the best people in Columbiana. Look at this circle. We have the best downtown. We would speak life over our city all the time. And then guess what happened? We got voted the nicest place in America. (laughs) In 19, or 2019, Columbiana got voted that. I believe there's lots of people who live in Columbiana that are speaking life over it, and it's recognized. Shirley, every time I see Shirley out walking, she walks around the park and she walks around town. I'm like, she's blessing this city. She's praying for the people in this city. She's making a difference. I think she got us that award from Reader's Digest. <laughs> Or you could tear it down. Christian was talking about Columbiana Talks. He said, can we just be positive? He got accosted for that. Don't engage in that. What you speak about your city, it's going to happen. How you see your city, what are you speaking over it, it's going to happen. How about a gentle answer turns away wrath? but a harsh word stirs up anger. How much wrath could we have spared ourselves if we would give gentle answers? It doesn't say it didn't deserve a harsh word. Have you experienced wrath because you just couldn't keep your mouth shut? (laughs) And you couldn't, you couldn't, Give a gentle answer, you had to give a harsh word. It stirs up anger. You have the power. You have the choice. Are you going to be a superhero? Or are you going to be a villain with your words?
I would encourage you today to be a superhero. Preserve life. Deliver souls. Promote health. Turn away wrath. Exalt your city, your workplace, your church, your home. Speak life. Let's pray. If we can have the ministry team come up. Lord, we thank you that you created us in your image. And we thank you that you are always speaking goodness over us. And we ask, Lord, that you would help us to use our superhero power and our words and our tongue to speak life. Lord, in those areas where we have spoken death, we just cancel out those curses and we pray that life would begin to grow in those areas, in those relationships, in those circumstances, and even in the words that we speak over ourselves. Lord, we pray that you would heal us from the sting of words from the villain and that we would look to you to tell us who we are and what our circumstances are and help us to see people the way you see them and speak life into their lives. We ask for forgiveness for those times that we have spoken death and we ask that you would give us courage and boldness to change our words, and to remember the power and the weight of them. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen.